It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 385 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, September 26th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd. We've got Locked On NBA Daily uh, with a bunch of different hosts from across the network chipping in there. And if you're an NFL fan, you wanted to hear about the sad state of the 49ers, for example, and Jimmy Garoppolo's knee, listen to Locked On 49ers. You can check out all the college shows as well. If you have a college sports team that you like, a program that you follow, follow the corresponding Locked On show for that as well and get all the news on the evil NCAA and how it relates to that team. And uh, if, if you find a show that you like on the network, please subscribe, rate, and review on the iTunes page. It's the best way to support the show. Uh, there's been a lot of nice ratings and reviews recently on the Lockdown Raptors page. So that's very nice. We're kind of hanging in the top 100 in the Canadian charts, which is also very cool. And uh, I hope to continue that. So please, ratings, reviews, it takes two seconds. And uh, it helps my ego and helps the... Uh, overall health of the show, I guess. It makes people, it's easier for people to find. So thanks in advance for taking the time. All right, let's get to today's show. Uh, this is not really a preseason question episode, the way that I've been doing them for most of the preseason. This is just more of a talk to a person about a thing that's going to be intertwined with the Raptors this season. That's a bad way to describe it. Let's just get to it. Our guest today from the Round Ball Rock podcast, it's Joey Devine. How's it going? Hey, Sean. I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, pretty nice here in L.A. You know, it's hot, like always, but uh, doing pretty good. I'm ready for basketball to start, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, media day um, stuff and, like, muscle watch and all this stuff is already tiresome. I just, like, I'm ready for a preseason game. I'm ready to watch a preseason game, which is something I haven't said in a long time. <laughs> uh, I once was at... I made my co-host, Sean Keane, incredibly <laughs> upset at me one time where we were at an Oakland A's playoff game, and it was the seventh, at the bottom of the seventh inning in a tied Oakland A's playoff game, and I was looking at the box score of the 2012 Golden State Warriors preseason game, and he was so mad at me. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him for being mad at you in that case. Uh, did the Warriors win that game? Do you remember what happened in the box score? Uh, yeah, it was, I believe it was Mark Jackson's first year. Okay. Or no, it was the, it was the second year. Monte was gone. So mm. it was the year they were about to become good, and it was like, 
kind of obvious that they were much better. Right. And um, as an Oakland A's fan, probably I was protecting myself from the heartbreak I knew was about to happen as well. (laughs) Was this like a a wild card game or? It was a wild card game against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. It was sunny. I believe it was Sonny Gray versus Justin Verlander. And I think that they won in, like, it, I think they won in a walk-off, the A's did. But they went on to lose the series because they are the Oakland A's. <laughs> and it was a first-round playoff series. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, the Blue Jays have been in the playoffs, like, two times in the last 20 years. So I can't really... I, I wish that was my plight. That would be nice. Hey, you've got that Joe Carter home run, though. Yeah. You can well, always think about that. Yeah, I was... Uh, my parents so it was my first birthday on the day of the joe carter home run and my parents had a like a birthday party for me it's all on like home video and Uh the first half of the video is like me being a one-year-old like you know getting gifts and stuff eating cake and then the second half of the video is my parents and all their friends just getting absolutely shit-faced watching the game So, uh, I don't even know where we were supposed to be going with uh, this podcast now. We're off track already, but that's good. Uh, the reason to having you on, Joey, is because you're a Warriors fan, a franchise that is obviously very good now, but for a very long time was total ass, and I kind of yeah, wanted no to have worries. you on. Yeah, they were, like, <laughs> growing up, I, they were, like, the model terrible franchise. They were the one team you could look at as a Raptors fan and be like, hey, at least we're not the Warriors, so yeah and yeah. as a Warriors fan you would go hey at least we're not the Clippers <laughs> that was basically how that went uh, uh, so basically I wanted to have you on because the Raptors this season are kind of in a different I guess tier of the league than they ever have been before I mean they haven't been bad the last five years but they have been kind of a joke because of mostly LeBron um, and because DeMar DeRozan couldn't shoot in the playoffs and Kyle Lowry would get moody and have late night shooting sessions and they were kind of a laughing stock in the playoffs for the most part. And this year, they could still very much be a laughing stock at some point, but it looks like it's going to be a little better. Kawhi Leonard's healthy. It seems like he's ready to play. His laugh is terrifying. Um, he's He seems like he's ready to go. And this is a player that the Raptors have, haven't had ever in terms of talent. And they're kind of in this situation where if the Warriors didn't exist, they'd very much be a title contender. So I kind of wanted to have you on to do like a little 101 on what it's like rooting for a team that was bad, was kind of good for a couple years like the Warriors were with Mark Jackson Mm -hmm. and then became ridiculously good in a contender and then also have a superstar that's maybe not the most fun dude to root for. So uh, I thought you'd be a perfect person to talk to about all this. So I guess, yeah, yeah, I don't know where where we should start. My first advice for Raptors fans is... At least narratively, what's happened to the Raptors fits in better with the way the league goes normally, where it's like, oh, Michael Jordan loses in the conference finals three times to the Pistons or whatever, and then finally breaks through, where the Warriors lost in round one and then won the title. Yeah. So you're not going to quite have the sticker shock I did, where... I am still not completely convinced I didn't die at some point in 2013, <laughs> and this is, like, heaven, you know? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, like, 
rooting for a small forward who does unlikable, unconscionable things, but is kind of a, uh, well, unconscionable is probably a little too far, <laughs> but uh, is a weird curse. Yeah. It feels a little bit like you wished on a monkey's paw, I would say. <laughs> Before we go any further, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section of your row and your choice. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for their new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new Vivid customer of Vivid Seats. A new customer of Vivid Seats, that is. And every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. This is a really exciting time to be a sports fan in Toronto. If you want to go to a Raptors game to see Kawhi Leonard, if you want to go to a Leafs game to see John Tavares, make sure you're using Vivid Seats and take advantage of this great offer. Locked on for the promo code, $20 off orders of $200 or more when you download the Vivid Seats app from the App Store or Google Play. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so you've talked about KD a lot on your podcast with Sean, and like Sean's also a Warriors fan, and I think he probably feels similarly to you. Like, do you like rooting for Kevin Durant, and is it like... No. Yeah, it's not like enjoyable for you? Like, have the last two titles been at all, like gratifying as as opposed to the first one no they were definitely much more of a relief than a than joy right i would say um yeah i don't like rooting for kevin durant and the thing that scares me the most is i sort of feel myself becoming one of those weird kobe fans that (laughs) like kobe more than the lakers but my kobe is steph curry right so it's this weird thing where like durant gets a lot of credit and i'll be like but steph curry is the one that's actually (laughs) doing the things so kd is your pal gasol in this comparison uh, I would say he's more Shaq. Right? I guess yeah, that's I true. I think Lakers fans like Shaq though, don't they? I mean, I think they like him now, but right. they definitely didn't like him post post blow up. They like tell me how my Kobe, ass taste right? era. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, the bigger the bigger uh, version of it is probably how they feel about LeBron now, yeah. where they're like defacing murals and shit. <laughs> now I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't. I just want to make it clear i don't have like a uh, gallon of paint searching around for kevin durant murals but uh part of me wants to (laughs) (laughs) so like what about the experience 
I guess I kind of want to talk about national TV coverage a bit because, like, Raptors fans for I don't know how long have been clamoring for you know the the opportunity to get at nationally televised games. Even though, as we were talking before off air, like it doesn't matter if Canada if if the Raptors get national TV games because we don't have ESPN or TNT. The only time we'll right. get one of is if it's on ABC. I mean, obviously, you can, like, it's nice to have the national broadcast to stream or whatever if you want to go that route. But even then, is it that nice to have the national broadcast to stream if you want no, to go it that route? it sucks. <laughs> uh, having national TV games sucks because, A, if you're at the game, the game is way longer. The right. commercial breaks are so, so much longer. And now you guys have a mascot. Mm-hmm. The Warriors do not. Because they had a mascot named Thunder, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder became a franchise, and then they couldn't have a mascot anymore. And also, he was a terrible mascot. <laughs> uh, so they didn't. They don't even really have that much. Like, at least you get to see the Raptor dance around more. That's probably a uh, positive because that Raptor's really cool and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the games are longer if you're at the games, and even worse. If you don't live in the city where your team is, I pay for League Pass and don't get 40 games a year because they're blacked out. Yeah. Of the team I want to watch. Right. And I think, um, yeah, that's probably. So guess, that sucks. Yeah. I think the Raptors are blacked out in all of Canada anyway. Like, you can't watch it on League Pass in Canada unless you do, like, the VPN or whatever, but. Um, What's the point? Wait, you can't. They're not on League Pass in the entire country of Canada. No, I'm pretty sure that, the entire country is like the Raptors region, and like I mean, it's just the TSN or Sportsnet broadcast. Pretty, I guess that's a pretty good uh, trade-off for socialized healthcare. So. <laughs> I'm just looking up this uh, Thunder mascot. By the way, what the hell? It's just the old yeah, logo in human form. Which I guess is what the Raptors logo is, but at least it's not just like the Raptors logo or the Raptors mascot is not just like a dude in a jumpsuit. Well, it, it, he's like a muscle suit. I think he was mm-hmm. like supposed to be like a superhero or something. I don't know. Right. He was terrible. Thunder was terrible. <laughs> he looks awful. Bad mascot. Did the, the Thunder didn't name their mascot Thunder, right? It's Rumble. Is that? It's, yeah. I believe it's Rumble the Bison. Yeah. Right. It, I don't know. It could have added some fire to the Warriors Thunder rivalry that exists now if their mascot was Thunder. No? <laughs> like well, he's... I believe that the mascot for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder is actually fracking. Just as a, <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's global warming. Their their mascot is global warming. So <laughs> I guess it makes sense that it's a bison. An animal that is almost extinct. Humans <laughs> have uh, strapped, hunted it into extinction. <laughs> oh, God. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Uh, the national TV, that who, so if your team is on national TV, like who are you praying you don't get as the, the analysts and like the, the broadcast team, and who do you want more often than not? Oh, you, you, you want Doris Burke. Yeah. You're you're praying for Doris Burke. And I used to be happy if it was a Brent Berry game, but yeah. Brent Berry now works for the Spurs, so yeah. I don't think he's going to be doing games anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and anyone else was pretty bad. I mean, especially from a Warriors angle, Mark Jackson was the fucking worst. Right. Sorry, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Mark Jackson was the worst because... Especially the first two years, because, look, I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see being a little upset about what happened to you there. But uh, at one point, <laughs> he said during a game, just remember, like, the Warriors were up by, like, 40 against the Clippers or something. He was like, just remember, you cannot praise the butterfly while disrespecting <laughs> the caterpillar. <laughs> That'd be like Jay Triano, like being. I guess if Dwayne Casey got the job, it would for the be rap, Dwayne Casey. Yeah, Dwayne right? Casey gets a job broadcasting and just like shits on Nick Nurse, which actually could happen because I don't think they really liked each other by the end. Um, well, I actually have a question for you about Nick Nurse. Yeah. Um, are you worried at all about Nick Nurse, uh, considering uh, he's kind of an unknown quantity? And I, yeah. If you have a year here, I don't. I don't think I'm worried. He seems like a pretty smart dude, and maybe that's just because he's a white guy with glasses. But like, so <laughs> <laughs> he's like Frank Vogel. Yeah, yeah. Like I, he seems like a pretty smart guy, and I just think he's going to. Like the thing with Casey was that he was a really good big picture coach, and kind of helped shepherd the team from being what they were before he got there, which was a complete disaster, into Uh being something respectable. And I think they kind of outgrew the need to have someone be that, like, foundation, you know, pillar-type guy. And now they can move on to someone who knows how to use timeouts at the end of games and things like that, which I think Nick Nurse is going to be very good at. And uh, and I just think he's going to be more creative and like better at the small picture stuff that uh-huh. will win the games that eventually will hopefully convince a guy like Kawhi to stick around. As opposed to you get to the playoffs, but then the couple decisions here and there maybe cost you games. And ultimately, I just think like the more games they win, with every win, like the percentage chance that Kawhi sticks around probably goes up. So uh-huh. I, I think Nurse will be good for that. But yeah, I, it's it's weird. Like people are freaking out about Kyle Lowry too. I think he'll be fine. He's just kind of a grump anyway. I actually had a hilarious fake trade to run by you. Okay. Fire fire away. Uh, They they should offer... What if... They should trade Kyle Lowry for Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Why? Because it's like you get to double... You're already on the one-year experiment, right? Yeah. Uh... 
So, and the rumor is Kawhi and Jimmy want to play together somewhere. So, like, why not just double down, and if it doesn't work, your your cap is totally clear, except for Serge Ibaka. True. It'd be, like, a very similar thing and to the It would the be much DeMar. easier to rebuild. Yeah, it'd be similar to the DeMar Kawhi trade, I guess, in, like, that you trade in a longer contract for a shorter window or whatever, but... I like. I think Kyle Lowry's really good. Is the thing, and I do too. I, I don't think. think I just think it would be hilarious. It'd be pretty funny if, were, if it was like uh, if it was Demar and Kyle out, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi, <laughs> and just like <laughs> that would be the extreme version of two dudes that maybe aren't super fun to root for, replacing dudes who you like a lot, like. Did you go through this with Harrison Barnes getting replaced by Durant? Like, did that matter to you? Um, I still sort of, sort of, I would say, I still sort of feel like Harrison Barnes got kind of a bad rap because mm-hmm. he had one bad finals. Right. Um, where in other playoff series, he was really good. And if you remember right, the first finals, the Warriors won, Clay Thompson was actually really bad and Harrison Barnes was really good. Yeah. Um, but there was certainly a uh, ceiling to where Harrison Barnes was versus Kevin Durant, obviously. Yeah, that's kind of like DeMar Um, versus Kawhi. Like, DeMar's ceiling had been absolutely reached, I think. Like, I don't think it was getting any better. I mean, couldn't DeMar end up being, like, a 38% three-point shooter at some point? He maybe could, but honestly, the offense wasn't even the thing. Like, the, the Raptors' offense was good last year in the playoffs. I think it was the second-best offense after the Warriors. It's just their defense yeah. was so just garbagey against really good teams. that, And because DeMar was so bad, like, you just couldn't have him out there at times. Like, they had that big comeback in the fourth or against the, the Cavs in Game 3, and DeMar sat the entire time because yeah. he just wasn't good enough and like he just was so easy to pick apart and now you just got like Kawhi and Danny Green like they're gonna be so good on defense and I don't think Raptors fans are really ready for it yeah like Raptors fans have been dealing with like the DeMar Jonas pick and roll coverage for a long time and it's I don't think people are quite understanding the upgrade on that end like the offense I mean Kawhi's just kind of better at what DeMar does well than DeMar is um, but the defense is just so ridiculous that, uh, like, I think that's going to be pretty easy for people to move on from. I mean, Siakam, Kawhi, OG, Delon Wright, Kyle Lowry is like, like just the just those guys defensively mm. is like a nightmare. There's, like, maybe one really bad defensive player on the team, and that's C.J. Miles, and he's maybe, like, the 11th guy in the rotation at this point. Like, I yeah, wouldn't be shocked if he... Yeah, shoot, though. Not really, because, like, last year they had four good shooters. It was Kyle, Serge, Fred, and, and Miles. This year, like, all of their players are good shooters. Except yeah. for, like, Siakam. That's so wild. Yeah. They're going to be... Siakam good, could be a good shooter, though. Yeah, I kind of think Siakam is going to be insanely good. Yeah, I am really high on Siakam. Is it just because OG. he scored 20 points in a quarter on the Warriors that one time? Uh, I mean, that was crazy. He and Pirtle ate the Warriors alive during one game. Yeah. It was super crazy. I was like, whoa, both these guys shoot threes? This is nuts. <laughs> 
I feel like uh, Warriors fans. Serge Ibaka and Jonas <laughs> I feel like Warriors um, fans are probably one of the groups of fans that has like a higher opinion of Kyle Lowry than most as well, just because of how good he's been in a lot of their games. Like yeah, him and I Steph mean, have had some just duels. Say Kyle Lowry generally is the kind of guy like non-bandwagon Warriors fans like, right? Because he reminds you like. Him going from the Grizzlies to the Rockets and being kind of dog shit and then finding, like, a home is, like, a very Warriors story. Mm -hmm. Like, old Don Nelson Warriors. That's the other thing I wanted to ask you about is... And, like, I've been doing this Raptors ranking thing, and I kind of have had more fun on the parts where it's all bad players than on the good. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever kind of... Oh, that's gonna get worse. Yeah. Do you ever, like miss being a supremely shitty franchise um i mean i don't i don't know if it's missing being a shitty franchise versus just missing being a regular franchise right if that makes sense yeah because it went they went from being like a like a sixth seed to the best team in basketball history right. and so i it's hard to even Argu- sorry, arguably the best team in basketball history. I don't want to start any <laughs> fights with Bill Russell heads or whatever. But um, I, I definitely miss rooting for a regular basketball team. Mm-hmm. I will say that. And, like, there are parts of me that are like, this is winning all these championships has been really nice, but I kind of wish we could just, like go back to not having everyone hate me because that's the other thing it's like i went from being like somewhat of a special person by being a warriors fan to all of a sudden everyone thinking i'm like an entitled piece of garbage and definitely a bandwagon fan as well yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's the other thing the other thing i could really recommend to old school raptors fans is pick like three guys who are weird Mm mm-hmm uh, and have those be your favorite Raptors. <laughs> Just so if anybody questions you, you can be like, hey man, I've got a Garba Hosa jersey, a Terrence Ross jersey, and a Rafael Arujo. <laughs> so for me, the three jerseys I own, and this was before they were big winners, is I own a Jason Richardson, mm-hmm. An Andres Bedrins yeah. and a Marco Bellinelli. Hell yeah. Raptors legend Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, you yeah. guys ripped us off in that trade. What was that trade again? I should know this. I uh, just ranked him. It was Marco Bellinelli for, um, God, what? Devin George. When did when, the Raptors uh, have Devin George? Uh, <laughs> when, they, when he got traded for Marco Bellinelli. What? He was a very old Devin George. I feel like he is one of those. It must be like a Luke Ridnour situation where he just got traded. Yeah, I think it was. Let's see here. But, boy. The trade was... uh, Traded by the Raptors to the... Oh, wait. Warriors? Oh, yeah. Devin George never played for the Raptors, so... (laughs) They definitely won that trade. (laughs) I don't even know when they would have gotten Devin George. (laughs) Now this is a mystery to me that I'm going to hunt down. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I One thing I do not miss at all 
is watching a team that had Corey Maggette and Devin George playing small forward <laughs> for an entire year. <laughs> oh, they got Devin George in like the four-team sign-and-trade where the Mavericks got, I think, Sean Marion and the Grizzlies got Jerry Stackhouse and the Raptors got Hito. And he was just oh, like... Oh, man. That's cap- a sad... Oh, that's God. a sad one for Raptors fans. Yeah, there's this is there are so many names in this. <laughs> Let me just read as a part of a four team trade. This is Devin George's page wrong, so keep that in mind. He was traded by the Mavericks with Antoine Wright to the Raptors. The Mavericks traded Jerry Stackhouse in cash to the Grizzlies. The Mavericks traded cash to the Magic. The Grizzlies traded Greg Buckner to the Mavericks. The Magic. <laughs> <laughs> The Magic traded Hino Turgaloo to the Raptors. The Raptors traded Chris Humphreys, Nathan Jawai, and Sean Marion to the Mavericks. And the Raptors traded a 2016 second-round pick to the Grizzlies. And the Raptors traded cash to the Magic. That is a trade. Like, that's a good-ass trade. really something. Yeah. Uh, and then that you turn that garbage into Marco Bellinelli is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they also had Hito, so it wasn't all good. It's kind of a wasted year for, for Marco. The guy loved pizza, though, right? Who? Oh, he don't certainly. He don't, loved, yeah. Certainly <laughs> loved his pizza. Um, <laughs> what a fat piece of shit he was! My God, <laughs> he was so he got fatigue. He missed games because of fatigue in the preseason. <laughs> oh, he don't. Things are better now. This is why we're having this conversation. Is because things are better now. Although maybe less fun as a. Deep, deep NBA fan. Um, no, this first year is going to be fun. Yeah, this that's the thing. Because I'm fun. very. It'll be next yeah. year that won't be fun. Yeah, if, although I do if think the. Turn not fun. I guess the one last thing we can touch on is like the national media attention. Does it get much worse and hot takey? I guess when you become a very good team, that that that, that seems like an obvious to me. Oh yeah, it, and it's very weird feeling because when you're rooting for like somebody who was kind of overlooked or let's be honest, not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were just begging for like someone to write an article about your team. Like you'd just be like, "Oh man, they found Anthony Tolliver in the D League. Why isn't anybody <laughs> writing about this?" <laughs> I do and think then people won't stop writing about it. Yeah, I do think Raptors fans. Like I would say, about forty percent of every tweet sent by a Raptors fan over the last five years has been to an NBA reporter being like, "Why aren't you covering the team?" <laughs> like yeah, the, it's it's gotten to a pretty ridiculous extent, and I think it kind of last year it stopped being a thing because people would like Zach Lowe did like three Raptors only podcasts. Like, well, Zach Lowe does that thing where he goes and visits his family in Toronto every yeah. December, right? And yeah, does a Raptors podcast. Yeah, he'll hang out with Bruce Arthur, have a couple beers, and just talk about old Raptors with Bruce, which is always great. But. Um, yeah, like, I think the national, like, even today, I was watching, like, The Jump today, and they were talking about Kyle Lowry being grumpy and not answering texts in the summer, and it's like, anyone who actually has followed the team for the last five years knows Kyle Lowry's kind of a dick sometimes, yeah. and oh, is not I concerned. Kyle Lowry is grumpy, oh my god. <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing. Default setting, right? Like, anyone who's watched the team or followed the team for the last five years knows, like, yeah, Kyle does this and is not concerned at all, whereas there are other people who are like, oh, are they going to have to trade Kyle? Is he a problem in the locker room? And it's like, 
I kind of wish I, I long for the days where I could cover a Raptors game and there's five people there for a Wednesday game against the Nuggets. That like media day was a damn zoo, and I that's the part I'm least looking forward to. I think. Actually, the thing I'm least looking forward to is news, like local news stations being in every game because oh boy. Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> At least you probably don't have the thing Warriors poor like Warriors beat writers had to deal with, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden. Uh, like every like big newspaper in the country sent a dedicated reporter to the Warriors. Yeah, and like their media are essentially half like national Tim guys Bontemps. now. Yeah, yeah, like Tim Bontemps moved there. I think ESPN just sent two more guys there. <laughs> like I can't imagine being like a writer for the San Francisco Chronicle and trying to get a quote. Yeah, where you're like fighting with Mark Stein now, <laughs> or like Ramona Shelburne. It's like. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to feed my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kawhi is going to talk to anybody just because there's so many people, right? Like, I think the, the the likelihood that he, like, whittles it down to, like, one or two that he, like, feeds stuff to, I think becomes lessened the more people who well, cover the team. Well, he's definitely not going to talk to anybody now that everybody made fun of his laugh. <laughs> What did you make of the laugh? I think we can wrap it on this. What did you make of Kawhi's laugh? Does it change your outlook on the Raptors for this season? It's unsettling, for <laughs> sure. Uh, full disclosure, I spent about an hour last night editing that laugh into an intro from Seinfeld, where he's doing stand-up, <laughs> for today's Ramball Rock. So I never want to hear the laugh again. <laughs> And I'm a person with a bad laugh, too. Your laugh is good. Your laugh is just like a... You have like a snickery laugh. Is that the best way to describe it? Um, hold on, sorry. There's a helicopter going over me for some reason. Wild. Uh, uh, I would say I have the Revenge of the Nerds laugh when I laugh really (laughs) hard. Um... In fact, one time, one of the bad reviews we got on iTunes was that my laugh was the worst sound on iTunes. (laughs) So I should empathize with Kawhi, but I don't. Uh, I think Kawhi's laugh is good. I'm on the record saying that. Um, (laughs) I've been known to belt it like a weird deep laugh at times, too, so I, I can kind of relate. It's also, have we heard him laugh before? Deadspin put up a, a video earlier today that was the five times he'd laughed in public <laughs> edited together. I have to talk, I have to check that out. Maybe aggregate uh, I, yeah. I would say the, the bigger problem with his laugh is that what he said, he was laughing at his own quote-unquote joke. <laughs> but his quote-unquote joke wasn't even close to being funny. I don't know. It was very weird. I think there was a weird energy, because I was in that presser, and there was definitely a weird energy where people were trying to, I think, avoid it being a disaster. So there was like uh-huh. a weird, it was like almost like a nervous laughter that everyone was belting out anytime he said something that wasn't just like, anytime he said anything, really. Like even the slightest bit of endearment that came out of him, people were just like, oh, let's laugh and make him feel welcome, I guess. Right. Which like Dude, that sounds like the most Canadian shit ever. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, please, I hope he likes us. Let's just laugh at his jokes and, uh, and you know, make sure he doesn't, like, walk out angry. That was pretty much the entire yeah. goal of the presser, which I thought, I thought it went pretty well, like, compared to how it could have gone. Someone should try playing him Sloan. Maybe that'll make him <laughs> The thing about that presser that made me laugh the most was that the San Antonio Express News sent a whole-ass reporter to Canada to cover it. Only to get his one question to Kawhi about the past shut down immediately. <laughs> well, he made a mistake. He should have asked about ATV commercials. <laughs> like, are you going to miss doing those weird local grocery commercials from San Antonio? <laughs> I'm really curious if he's going to get roped in. I don't know if you watch Raptors broadcasts like on the Canadian broadcasts. Um, on mm-hmm. the I've seen them. Yeah, so you're familiar with the GoDaddy commercials then? I am with yeah. with Jonas Valanciunas the year before with itty bitty ballers and then uh, Norman Powell with his piano stuff last year that completely sewered his entire season. It was like the Madden curse. It's kind of been <laughs> like that the last two years, to be honest. Like Jonas was pretty bad the year he had itty bitty ballers. <laughs> so I wonder if GoDad is going to try to rope in Kawhi or if like the Raptors have been like, no, you're not allowed to do that. It's very important that he not suck this year. I'm going to guess he's too famous for that, based on the two people they picked. Yeah, my pick is previously. probably, like, DeLon Wright, I think. Uh, see, my bet is it'll be OG. That would, yeah, OG, like, I think he's kind of misunderstood, because I think he, his, like, persona when he's in front of a scrum is very calculated, I think. <laughs> like, he'll answer questions with just, yeah, all the time. And uh-huh. I, I think they should get away with get along with Kawhi then. Yeah, oh, I, I'm really ready for them to have like complete 100% defensive simpatico without ever saying a word to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like laugh cues and Maybe they'll develop one of those like twin languages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not betting against it, but I think like OG has a bit more of a personality. Then maybe he lets on. And, like, you'll see it, too, when, like, a reporter will take him aside after a scrum. He'll actually, like, say more than three words and smile. So I think maybe GoDaddy, that, that'd be the one to go for. But um, I, I, yeah, he could just, like, totally be uninteresting in that, too. But I don't know. Yeah. He just feels like the... He, I mean, he feels like this for the Raptors, too. But as someone outside, mm. he feels like next-level Norman Powell. <laughs> Where it's like, you evolved your Norman Powell into OG Ananobi and Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> uh, he's like the uh, the war turtle to Norman Powell's Squirtle? Squirtle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think a Pokemon reference is probably the place to end this. <laughs> oh, no, you sure? <laughs> you sure you don't want more of these gems, baby? I can talk about Digimon. <laughs> well, now Magic you're just, cards? I got all the card games. Now you're just teasing your next appearance in the podcast, which will just be entirely late 2000s middle school fads. <laughs> hey, guys, remember Slap Bracelets? Uh, it's time for the Crazy Bones Hour. Hey, remember Crazy Frog? Wasn't that ringtone good? (laughs) (sighs) 
Joey, this was excellent. Thank you so much for uh, of course, Sean, for taking anytime. the time. Where can people check out your work? Where can people find you? Obviously, Round Ball Rock, but where else? Yep. My podcast, Round Ball Rock, is on iTunes and other pod service podcasting services. Uh, we're not very Warriors-centric because we find the Warriors to be pretty boring to talk about. <laughs> um, we mainly talk about which NBA players eat ass. That's like... <laughs> one of our main things i don't know how that happened but it did uh or you can follow me on twitter at joey divine that's d-e-v-i-n-e and uh yeah thanks again sean of course man uh everyone you can find locked on raptors of course on itunes as well subscribe rate review all that good stuff you can find me on twitter as always at woodley sean and uh please check out ranking every raptor today the seventh of eight eight posts went up uh, talked about mostly Terrence Ross and how great he was. <laughs> I believe I put him number 23. Probably too low, really. Uh, Amir Johnson's in there. Actually, a truly insane Amir Johnson stat is in there uh, that I'm not going to spoil because it's it's really, really good. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and the final post for the top 10 Raptors, which is like the least interesting part of this entire thing, will be up on Monday, but please read that anyway. And I'll be back again on... Thursday? I'm not sure what we're doing Thursday, but Friday, myself and Katie Heindel from Vice Sports, and now The Athletic is going to be on the show, and we're going to do a review of Serge Ibaka's episode of How Hungry Are You with DeMar DeRozan, and maybe the one with the entire Raptors team if it's published by then, but I don't know if it will be. We might have to do two episodes, but uh, (laughs) stay tuned for the Ibaka DeRozan one, at least on Friday with Katie. And uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Joey, for coming on, and we will talk to you next time on Locked On Raptors. Thanks, dude. That was awesome. Of course, John. Anytime, dude. And then we'll have you on Round Ball Rock again soon, I'm yeah. sure, because we loved having you on before. Oh, that was so fun, man. Thanks for uh, yeah. thinking of me for future episodes as well. I thought I was going to be a one-hit wonder. so No way, dude. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. John. All right, man. Take it easy. Later, dude. Bye. <clears throat> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.